Hi, I'm Abigail. And I'm Dabney. Welcome, Welcome to, to You vs. You, a space where we give permission to talk openly about things no one talks about. And everything we wish we would have known when we were younger that we know now. The only thing we know for sure is that we don't know it all. Okay, guys, welcome back to the podcast. Um, my co-host, Davini, she just had her baby last week, so she is on mommy leave. So I'm continuing with our guest series. And this week, I have invited a, uh, I don't know if I would say like long-term friend or <laughs> just someone that I've known <clears throat> and is kind of well-known here in Cheyenne locally, um, which we can get into, but I have Alfred Spatz with me today. Yes. AKA YO. Yes. If you know, you know. <laughs> so anyways, um, I, for those of you who don't know, I am in the real estate industry. I work as a realtor here in Cheyenne and Alfred reached out to me about a month or so ago mm -hmm. and he is in the roofing industry here in Cheyenne. So we got connected again um, so I can <clears throat> refer him out for any of my clients that need a roof repair, replacement, whatever. Um, but I was, we just got to talking and I think he's had a very interesting life and come up. So I thought he'd be a good guest to bring on to kind of shed some light on some tools in life. <laughs> um, so anyways, with that all being said, Alfred, with you <clears throat> kind of go into your history of mm -hmm. how you were raised where you were raised i'm very curious because i don't know if i even know okay. i know you went to burns yeah for high school and everything which i did not know but mm -hmm. you go ahead and take the stage um give <laughs> okay. me your history all right well abigail thank you for having me on the podcast i really appreciate it it's lovely to be here and talk mm -hmm. to you um yeah so i was born and raised here in cheyenne our lovely old town and um, let's see, my dad was an ag teacher. Oh. So he taught in high schools, he taught FFA and ag and welding and stuff like that, rural things. You know? Was that at Burns? Um, so we started out in Torrington. Oh. I was born in Cheyenne and then we moved to Torrington right away because my dad was teaching down there in the high school. So I actually went to Torrington Elementary um, from like kindergarten to second grade. Okay. And then when I was going into third grade, we moved back here to Burn to okay. Hillsdale. Okay. Is technically, what it's called to our family homestead. Um, mm -hmm. My family back in 1908 homesteaded this area of land and built a house and some barns there. Yeah. And that was in my dad's family. So we moved back to that out in Hillsdale, which is just east of Cheyenne. And I grew up out there. And that's when I started going to Burns. Got and it. So, yeah. So I graduated from Burns High School in 06. And then I went to Northwest College, which okay. is in Powell, Wyoming. Yes. And I went there on a livestock judging scholarship. Because at really? this point, yeah. Because at this point, you know, living in um, in Hillsdale on the old, old family homestead was was actually a family farm. Right. And my dad being an ag teacher and in 4-H and FFA and things like that, he wanted us to be in it too, sure. my sister and I. And so... We raised livestock um, since we had the, the facilities to do so. So we raised livestock pr pretty much my whole life. I got into like livestock judging and things like that. Interesting. And what livestock did you guys have at your ranch? We had 
Our um, homestead. Yeah, we had pigs and sheep. Sheep was our main thing. We raised Got we it. raised a bunch of sheep. That, so that was what we were known for as a family. Um, so that's how I got into like being a farm kid. And how many, I mean, and I think it's important to add context because I forget <laughs> on the podcast, I have a lot of like international listeners or people yeah. just not from Wyoming, yeah. but a lot of them are like local here in Cheyenne. Sure. But for context, how many acres do you guys have? And Hillsdale, for those of you who don't know, is about like 30 minutes Um, it's or, uh, about, or more. Yeah, 20, 25 okay, minutes. I, 20 or 25 minutes. Because there's Berms, Carpenter, and And Hillsdale. actually Burns is past Hillsdale. That's right. Yeah, it's a little bit past. So it's about 30 minutes maybe, yeah. 20 or 30 minutes yeah. east of Cheyenne. Mm -hmm. And how – that I did not know you had a homestead. Yeah. That's very interesting. Um. How many acres and what does that look like? So about 2,600 acres. What? So if you don't know what an acre is, it's about the size of a football field is what an acre Dude, is. Dude, I had no idea. That's yeah. like a big deal kind of. Yeah, it's a, it's, a pretty, it's a pretty sizable chunk of land. Like we could go out my front door and pretty much in all the directions, wow. like as, almost as far as you can see is our land. Um. When my dad was a kid and lived there with his parents and was farming and stuff, they had cattle. Sure. So they ran cattle a bunch, and they also farmed wheat okay. and alfalfa. So they had fields full of crop wow. and, and stuff like that. Um, when my dad got out of farming and got you know became a teacher and stuff, obviously, um, his parents were too old to farm. Um, so they they stopped growing, they stopped farming uh -huh. and, and raising cattle. So now all of our land pretty much gets rented out to surrounding farmers, our neighbors pretty Got much, it. for their cattle grazing. So we rented out for, for that. Um, and does yeah. anyone still live out at your homestead? Oh, yeah. Yeah, my parents still live there okay. now. Well, my dad's retired. My mom still works as a teacher here in Cheyenne. Okay. Um, but, yeah, about 2,600 acres, pretty big area. My cousins actually own the, the Harding Cattle Company um, just – down the road from us in Albin, Wyoming, and they own okay. a lot more land than we do. So Got it. There's as much uh, more of a mm. an establishment. That is so interesting yeah. because I'll meet I for what was it a few like maybe a month ago I was showing a property, um, and it was a couple. They were from Albin, Wyoming, and mm -hmm. I'm born and raised Cheyenne, and I kind of like I don't think I've ever been to Albin unless I've driven oh, through it. It's a small town. Yeah, yeah. So, and I asked them, and I could tell they were like ranch folk. Yeah. <laughs> like mm -hmm. the guy, and he what he was in the oil field, I think. But they and he was like, we have a ranch, and I said, oh, how many acres? Because I'm always curious. Yeah. But it's I know, and he's like, he just looked at me and was like, a few, a few, and that to <laughs> me translated to like probably a few thousand, like. Out in Albin, or the further you go out, I guess. I mean, even closer to Cheyenne, those people own a whole lot of yeah. land, and I don't yeah. think people really realize like, um, and yeah, people hear like the Berry Ranch and stuff, mm -hmm. but that I mean, twenty six hundred acres. A lot of people now that are moving to Cheyenne from like California, Colorado, um, outside of Wyoming, we have like five acre ranches mm -hmm. in quotations that people are really excited <laughs> yeah. about, but. These are like the real deal. Like yeah. that's a lot of land yeah. to run. Yeah, so. absolutely. And like when I say homestead, you know, like our family showed up on this piece of land one day in 1908. Where were they from originally? So my family has um, German background. And did they immigrate? Yeah, they immigrated during, I want to say pre 
during World War One. Okay. Um, yeah, and actually, a relative of a relative of mine was in the the Air Force at that time. His name was Carl Spatz. Okay. Or Spots at the time, which okay. used to spell it with two A's. Um, and he 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 was a big uh, leader in the the in the um, the building of the Air Force, like the oh, building of the actual branch of that of our military. Uh-huh. Um, during World War One. Anyway, so we came from Germany, somewhere in Germany, mm-hmm. a long time ago. And then one day in 1908, we found our way in Hills to Hillsdale. And my family built a house there, built barns there, and decided to live there. And That's crazy. Later on, started building roads around sure. there and stuff. So, yeah. Um, so we've been there for a long time. That's how I got my rural background and got into being you know, a farmer and rancher. Right. Yeah. So then, okay, so to kind of circle back, so you went to Northwestern College mm-hmm. in Powell, Wyoming mm-hmm. with a ag judging, is mm-hmm. that what it was? Yeah, or a livestock judging livestock scholarship. Ju- that, mm-hmm. I've never heard of that in my right. life. <laughs> yeah, it's like this, so you, it's like, it's competition-based. You know what FFA is. I was going to say, is that through FFA? Yep, it's through okay. FFA, which is farmer Future Farmers of America. Okay. Um. So in FFA, you have a bunch of these different kinds of competitions. One of them is livestock judging, and it's such a big deal, at least in a lot of rural states in the country, um, that you can get a you can get a college scholarship for this. I had no idea. Yeah, so I got a full ride scholarship to go to Northwest College, which is just a two year school, sure. junior college. So I went and did that, and had a wonderful time. Loved my team, loved my coach, and. Then I decided to come back for one more year because I was friends with a lot of the basketball players too. And I was okay. pretty good at basketball, not as good as okay. them. Okay. I ended up coming back and getting on the basketball team for a little bit for that third year. Okay. And so I went to Northwest for three years, the last year just to play basketball. And Interesting. Then, um, then I found music. And yes. So I, yeah. <laughs> because so I if that. anyone is local in Cheyenne, the, <laughs> I did not – no, Alfred had her real name, Alfred, <laughs> <laughs> until like you know. I now we're more, like we're friends, and I I yeah. would I just call him Alfred. But um, I knew him as Y O, as in like the letter Y dash O. Mm-hmm. Correct? Mm-hmm. Is that yep. yeah? That was my stage and name. that <laughs> your stage name. Yeah, and that is how I think you got. <laughs> well-known in Cheyenne mm-hmm. at least yeah. or around Definitely. but that's how it I think it's so interesting because you come from a like you were literally a farm kid mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere kind of yeah. Wyoming so I have so many questions and I think a lot of people knew about you mm-hmm. and I don't know if this is like an appropriate question or I don't even know like the right way to like articulate this but I think a lot of people make fun of like hometown rappers right yeah. like we hear like there's memes about it yeah. like whatever yeah but at the end of the day isn't that where everyone has that's to come from somewhere that's where everybody started exactly yeah, they were just a local rapper one day exactly yeah. everyone was no one at some <laughs> yeah. point you yeah. know exactly. or whatever however you exactly. want to phrase it so i'm very curious about you because so you graduated college i got out of college and Actually, then yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I got out of college and I came back home. I told my parents that I wasn't going to go into my career choice, which was teaching. Okay. Um, but Did you I... get like an associate's mm-hmm. in? Yeah, physical education. Okay, got yep. it. And uh, I came back home and I was like, I, I came back home and I, you know, I told my parents that I 
met a guy who said he produced music and he, you know, he gave me some beats and we got in the studio at the uh-huh. college and I could get into the studio at the college cause I was a student. So I had sure. like this just automatic kind of like membership to it. And, um, that pretty much that whole last year of school, I didn't go to class or do yeah. any homework or anything. I just recorded music and <laughs> did my best to become a rapper. And okay. I'm just going to interject yeah, a lot. Yeah. As a kid, were you into music? Yeah, I was. Okay. I was. As a kid, I was into music, and I would be, like, in the barns doing stuff with the livestock, and I would be listening to, like, Eminem. Okay. And I would be listening to, like, Bone Thugs and Harmony. Sure. And I really liked fast rappers when I was a kid. Okay. I liked Twista. Yeah. And Bone Thugs and Harmony and Tech 9 And I would sit in the barns when I was, like, doing stuff with the livestock because there was a lot of downtime. And I would have a notepad and I'd be listening to my Walkman CD yep. player. Yep. Um, and I would like pause, press play, pause, pause, press play, pause, and try to write down all the lyrics because they were so fast. You couldn't just like listen right. and be like, oh yeah, that's what he said. So I'd have to go back and I would try to write down the lyrics. And once I had a verse, then I would try to like memorize it so that I could rap that fast right. too. And then so he, like next thing you know, I'm on like school, tr- I'm on like junior high field trips for school in the back of the bus my headphones on wrapping like twister and stuff like verbatim <laughs> yeah yeah for fun right and this was like i thought it was super cool and no i couldn't really like talk to anybody about it because i didn't i mean obviously my friends were into music too and they were into hip-hop but like i wasn't like oh yeah guys i rap i right. want to be a rapper because like nobody did that nobody knew what that was like nobody talked about exactly. things like that um so it so, yeah, it was a really suppressed thing for me. Okay, I'm going to interject again real quick to give some more context. Yeah. What is the population of Hillsdale? Um, the population of Hillsdale? Or at the time when you were a kid, maybe. Well, so, like, I lived in Hillsdale, and then there's the town of Burns, which is where the junior high, elementary, and high yes. school. Yes. So, like, the so the kids that lived in Hillsdale and other surrounding small areas would all come to Okay, Burns. so how big was your class, So, maybe? my class in Burns was 25 kids my graduating class so this is like (laughs) this is even crazier it's almost like you're microscopic like pursuing this Mm -hmm. okay so okay continue sorry seventh through twelfth grade in burns was all in one building right junior high and high school and there was 270 kids seventh through twelfth yes my class had 25 kids and i pretty much went to school with the same people from the time i got to burns until the time i graduated exactly and uh yeah so it was a pretty suppressed thing to be into hip-hop for me at that time didn't really tell anybody i was in music i was in band and choir and stuff okay um my friends and i we were into hip-hop but i didn't tell them that like i liked to rap or that i wanted to aspire to be one right um then i went to college did my livestock thing did the basketball thing and then i got into music with it from this guy shout out to uh glenn springthorpe out in North Carolina, by the way, he's the one who got me started in rapping. It was kind of my mentor. And was he like a friend there or a teacher? He was what? just a guy. That, okay. He was just a guy whose family moved from North Carolina for work, okay. some kind of work, to Powell, Wyoming. Wow. And I had met him. I think we met each other at like a college party sure. or something. He wasn't, but he didn't go to school. Okay, sure. <laughs> he didn't go to the college. He just knew some people and I happened to meet him one night. Okay. Next thing you know. I wrote a song with some beats he gave me on a CD. Uh-huh. He, I went over to his house. He had like this basement set up with this really janky like 
headset for a microphone yep and some like pirated adobe recording software and we recorded it took me forever because like i wasn't used to rapping right for people and when it came out you could tell it wasn't like recorded very well but you could also tell that for some reason there was like there was some hidden talent sure from me because i will say from like an outsider maybe you were relatively good or you are were well, i don't know how to say it but yeah. i remember getting a cd which i still well i don't think i have it anymore because i got a new car as of recent but <laughs> i remember i probably still had like yeah. your and it was like yo beats or something mm-hmm. i don't even know yeah. but you had actual mm-hmm. like legitimate cds and stuff mm-hmm. and produce like actual yeah. music and i remember like us um like my friends we all had your cds and yeah. everything so you were it was a legit yeah you, so you can continue there how it transpired but i will say like it wasn't like a weird like you're like this never is- give this guy a fucking mic yeah, ever again ever. like it was like pretty legit right. so i will say that right um so anyways you can continue after sure. you produced your first so we put the song out it was like this love song about this girl that i was seeing in college at the time okay pretty corny but for some reason, as bad as it like sounded, the the lyrics and just the way that I was on the mic, you could tell that there was something there if I just kept working at it. So that was kind of my driving force. And I, I pretty much left school, came back home, told my parents that I wasn't going to go into teaching and I was going to try to be a rapper. And they were like, uh, okay. They weren't okay. like, they didn't like disown me or anything. I'm sure they weren't happy about it, but they supported me. Yeah. As yeah. good parents should. And that's awesome. So I moved back into my old high school room and for like, I mean, I was like probably 21, 20, okay. going into 21 at this time. And for the next like year and a half, I just lived in there, had no money, didn't have a job. Right. Just lived in my old room and wrote songs. Okay. And I pretty much just, and I, and I, I, I found out what the recording program was. So I pirated okay. it. I got my own heads. I got my own mic. It was all pretty low quality stuff still. Sure. But I ended up recording a bunch of songs okay I put all the best ones on an album and i put that out on the internet my and first... it was just you it was just me okay and i was doing like a lot of remixes at the time like mac miller and wiz khalifa were like really popular yes and so i was doing a lot of taking their beats and just writing my own I lyrics on their songs. yes and i put them on a mixtape i put that out and but there was one song on that mixtape called hometown okay and it was original and uh i ended up taking that song and finding a guy who could do video and we recorded a music video okay i put that out on youtube and then like a week later it had a bunch of views really and i started just getting calls from people and like facebook messages Uh from people who were like yeah i heard this i really liked it you have some talent we'd like you to come open up for this show or perform at this event and do this stuff open up for and eventually it got to be like big names, like open I up for Tech that. Nine, open up, open up for Machine Gun Kelly at this yes. event center. And so it was the song Hometown in that video that like sent. Okay, sent so it that was kind of like your mm-hmm. um the opening. breakout. Yeah, yeah, your break. That's yeah. how yeah, that's how people in Wyoming got to know who YO was. And I think got it. they were just like, This is kind of good. Mm-hmm. And they were just happy to have something represent yes. where we were from. Yes. And I'll say too, which I never really thought of until you just said this, is everyone knows Ian Munsick, mm-hmm. right? 
and he's from Sheridan. Mm -hmm. And I think it was kind of like the same organic origin story of mm -hmm. like, I think he was just producing music. And then I think he probably put it out on YouTube or something. Yeah. And it took like years and years. And mm -hmm. he's now, he's like a big name across yeah. the world kind yeah. of now. Um, but Ian kind of appealed to us Wyoming people yeah. of like, oh, here's a guy who can actually make songs about what it's like to live in Wyoming. Yeah. So you probably were kind of one of the OGs of doing that because you and Ian, I think, are about the same age. Are you 32 now? I'm actually 35 now. You're 35. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so you probably were the OG actually. <laughs> so that's, I that just wanted to interject yeah. and no. say that, that your hometown song that probably got you some fame or I yeah. mean some like um, momentum yeah. because it was unique to Wyoming. Sure. Yeah. I think that's exactly what it was. And it wasn't until I started getting all these calls, you know, and getting into like the music scene yeah. this, that I found out that there was a ton of other local rappers and there had been for quite mm -hmm. some time. Mm hmm. And uh, I think the thing that, like, set me apart from them was the fact that I was able to figure out a way to talk about Wyoming yes. and being from Wyoming without trying to be gangster yes. at the same time. Because we also, don't have that here. Exactly. And also what's interesting about you, which is so unique, and you're, you just hit it on the head, is like you're an actual Wyoming. Like you're probably as Wyoming. At, when people not from Wyoming think of Wyoming, yeah. they think of people living on a homestead. Right. Like in a tiny ass school. Yeah. I mean, you are Wyoming. And I know yeah. what you're saying. Like I have um, like shout out, uh, I call them Trey songs, but. Uh, Trey works. Trey works. Yep, yeah. I Trey was works. Trying, yeah. But he, I mean, and he's making it happen for himself yeah, he's very involved absolutely. with rapping and music mm -hmm. um but he like is not from a ranch like he's mm -hmm. not he yeah. is more i guess what you're saying not saying he's like gangster or whatever but he's he's he got fits more of an more, urban yes. he's got an urban background <laughs> he fits more that like yeah hometown rapper i guess so you had a very unique yeah um so that is interesting then you started to um find these other right local and rappers over the years you know, and not to take anything away from him or Young Tune, who's his brother. Oh, yes. They're yep. a, a fantastic. They, they were always um, very fantastic artists. We played a lot of the same shows together. Yes. Um, and kind of our careers kind of came up yes. together. Um, but I think that their musical paths directed them more towards a Denver audience. Yes. Simply because... That's more of their background, right? Uh, more of an urban background. Um, but that doesn't take anything away from their music. I just think that their fan base lies down there for more sure. So, and I think that's why a lot of mainly Wyoming people rock. And, and, and there's, I mean, lots of Wyoming people that are fans of both. Mm -hmm. But I think that Wyoming as a whole kind of put, lifted me up year yes. more so just because i represented more of this kind of a lifestyle For sure. um yeah so i think that's one reason for sure and then okay so you met other guy and then you're starting mm -hmm. to open is right. do you start making money mm -hmm. yeah a little bit okay you know? and um like were your parents ever like go get a job like what was kind of <laughs> like yeah probably in the back of their heads they never <laughs> told me that personally 
But for me, like, I didn't really know what the heck I was doing. Right. I had never, like, experienced, I'd never known anybody that, like, did a musical journey, was an independent artist on their own. And, you know, so I, like, somebody could have came up to me and been like, I'll give you uh, free drinks at the bar if you come play a 30-minute set. Yeah. Right? And that was worth it. I'm in. Yeah, I'm in, right? Like, I'm there. Yeah. I get to play my music somewhere where people want to hear me or you want me to be there. Yeah, I'm there. Whatever. I'll do it for free. Right? So one thing I wish, I wish that I would have like researched and educated on like, you know, the business side mm-hmm. of being an independent, independent artist. Um, maybe tried to do something like have a friend be a manager sure. or at least like someone who could help book me shows because it was basically just like me promoting myself on my social media. Right. And every time I'd record a new song or a video, I would put it on there, right. YouTube or Facebook and Instagram. And it would get lots of views, and then I would try to contact um, venues. I see. You know, all over. I would contact bars here, venues here. Obviously, in northern Colorado, mm-hmm. that's where the music was. And um, I would get, you know, I, I got, I made a lot of progress through okay. that. Just like getting, getting a hold of like the manager of a venue and being like, "Hey, I'm, I'm this guy. I'm from mm-hmm. Wyoming. If you have any need for an opener, I'd love to come do it." They'd usually be like, "Yeah, send us some." music or some stuff sure we'll let you know and then i would usually get in that way but a lot of it was you got to sell this many tickets to get the good spot right it had to make sense for them right 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 right. or you have to guarantee that you're going to bring this many people to the crowd to get the good spot and so it was hard to make money i think I, i started working with some promoters steadily because mm-hmm. they liked my show mm-hmm. and they saw that the even the crowd that came that didn't know who i was by the end of my set they mm-hmm. were into me yes and so they wanted to keep bringing me to their shows because they knew that people would just like it right even if they didn't know who i was so the, right. the ones that i started working with regularly based off of that they started paying me like okay. a little bit more and i okay. wouldn't have to like do ticket sales for them sure so that was good but mostly it was pretty tough Mm-hmm. And again, I was like super uneducated on what to do. So half of the time I was just like, yeah, I'll drive five hours to Grand Junction to play at the Mesa Theater for a $100 bar tab. Sure. Why not? Not thinking about like, oh, you need money for gas. Right. And like a place to stay. <laughs> you were young too because this was all your early 20s, Yeah, right? yeah. This was like from the time I was like, it start, It all started when I was probably like 21 or 22. Yeah. Me playing shows. And then it continued steadily and steadily more and more till probably I was like 29 was probably the last time i played a show right that that makes sense so okay so then in so let's say from like your early 20s to like 29 Mm -hmm. let's say were you working anywhere else like what were you doing i had some pretty sporadic jobs okay nothing that would be like considered a career but music was like in in this time Mm -hmm. frame are you like I am going to be mm-hmm. a famous rapper. Like music is my path now. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And I remember being in Laramie. I lived in Laramie at the time when I dropped the hometown music video. And I think I was 23 at that time. Um, Just watching the views go up like hour by hour mm-hmm. by the thousands. And what were you doing? Why'd you move to Laramie? Um, Just to get out of Cheyenne. My two friends got an apartment. Two of yeah. my best friends got an apartment. They're like, we need a roommate. You want to come live with us in Laramie? And I was like, Heck yeah. What? And I was working in Arlington with one of them on a wind farm company. They were doing like meteorological, meteorological towers. 
yep. installing them. So I had like a twelve or thirteen dollar an hour job. Got it. Okay. And I was recording music in in my bedroom in Laramie. Okay. But I remember sitting in the living room when I dropped hometown music video on YouTube, and we're watching the views go up by the hour, by uh-huh. the thousands. Wow. And me being like an uneducated person about being mm-hmm. an artist, mm-hmm. we're like, we're gonna be famous. Like yeah. I'm literally sitting just like two feet away from my friend. We're looking yeah. at each other, refreshing the page. Like, oh, it's at eleven hundred. Now it's at twenty five hundred. Wow. Now it's at forty. Now it's at forty two hundred. I'm looking at. I'm like. We made it, dude. Like, we're living the time of us making it. Right. Remember this. This is, dude. like, the, <laughs> we're, we're, we're going to tell this story one day. <laughs> yes. And so <laughs> I was like, dude, we're going we're gonna to be somewhere with money right. soon. Right. <laughs> of course, that didn't happen. But a lot more shows did come. And, like, you know, I did get to bring my friends to all the shows. And we got to be backstage. We got to meet famous people. Yeah. So it all felt legit. It all felt like it was happening. Right. But the finances just wasn't never working came. out. Well, yeah. and so okay, so that that so at what point were you like maybe this is not going to work out like <laughs> you know like in step brothers when the dad's like <laughs> quit being a fucking dinosaur, you know. Or like, <laughs> yeah. You know, or but you never lost your right. dinosaur to put it in those terms, but at what point were you like, all right, well, I got to pivot? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you know, it was probably me getting into like, I was probably getting to like be like 26 or 27. And I played a bunch of shows, opened up for a lot of famous people. I had recorded a song with Afro Man. Oh, yeah. Time. I remember that. Or by this time. So I'm thinking like, there's really no other, there was really no other artist, country music, or hip hop wise in Wyoming that was doing yeah. things on that scale at the time. And so I really thought that things were going to happen soon. And um, it was about, yeah, 26 or 27, Logic, the rapper, mm. the real the famous rapper, mm-hmm. he started coming out. Mm-hmm. And yep. I remember being in my car one day at the Frolf Park, one of the Frolf Parks, because I like to Frolf. And I just got done frothing with one of my buddies, and I was listening to some logic because he had just come out. And he was talking about a lot of the things that I was talking about. Mm. And he had a style that was similar to mine. Yes. But, like, he was on the radio. And I was like, I, I mean, I sat there and I started crying almost because well, I did start crying because I felt like I hadn't got noticed in time. Mm. This guy got noticed in time. You missed. Yeah, like your I time. missed. Yeah. What like because he was he had some of the same, even like he had like he had a lot of the same references and lyrics mm-hmm. that I had, and he would he was like just as witty as I was because that was my whole thing. I like yes. to be witty. Yep. And he was, and he he had, and he was a, he is a fast rapper. Yeah. He's kind of taken actually a step yeah. back himself, but. Yeah, and he I know. was white. Like he was white. He's white. Well, he's yep. half black, but and he played that card a lot. Yep. That he's half black, but on appearance, he's white. Sure. And so, I, like, I just remember hearing his early stuff and being like, "God, this is so good. This should be me. This is me." Mm-hmm. And just like crying about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really did. I broke down, and it was at that point probably that I was like, "You're not gonna see the fame." or the money mm-hmm. on a national or international mm-hmm. stage like this. Mm-hmm. What you are going to see is 
the local celebrity and you're going to be playing these shows. Yeah. And these are the ones that you're going to play and you just need to do it the best of your ability and, and make the memories because it's going to go away someday. Because sure. I was approaching 30, you right. know. And then like, yeah, I did like two more years of that. And I did. I really just immersed myself in it, enjoyed what it mm -hmm. was for what it was, but just kind of like knew that I was never going to be that mm. a real like a real making a living off of right it, you know right and so that it sucked it sucked and that's why now a lot of people ask me still when's the new music coming out right and this is like almost 10 years later yeah uh, and, and it's definitely six years later from my last show and last new music that i put out when mm -hmm. i was 29 so six years later pe people still ask me are you gonna play a show when's new music coming out you know you need to do this you need to do that which makes me feel good, mm -hmm. but at the same time, I'm so jaded by yeah. music itself because, like, I had such high expectations and I put mm -hmm. myself on such a pedestal, it didn't happen. Right. Do you feel like it was more of, like, a crush to your ego or was it more of, like, a wake-up call? Like, because I think, and this is why I kind of wanted to talk to you too, and I'm curious of your thoughts going back to, like, making fun of like the hometown rapper mm -hmm. or whatever is I think a lot of people out there probably have talent in mm -hmm. various mm -hmm. industries and everything, mm -hmm. but there's a lot of like hate or a yeah. lot of people. And especially it kind of transpires while you're young, you get made fun of and yeah. you get shamed for doing mm -hmm. something that you're like really enjoying and you're having fun, but there's so much like shame against it or like you're not taken seriously you put that dream or like what you love on a back burner yeah. or like you put it, you store it in the mm -hmm. closet and you're like, well, yeah, it was fun, but, but there's some inkling in you that's like, I still wanted to pursue that. Yeah. And you're not, is it more of like, I guess I'm trying to say in a long wind approach is like, do you feel like you pivoted because that's genuinely what you wanted to do? Or do you feel like you kind of got like, you got an ego bruise and then you were like, well, fuck this. I'm out. Mm -hmm. And then, but do you feel like you still could have pursued it and mm -hmm. done well? Does that make sense? Um, so I think the reason that it, it like hit me so hard when I realized that it probably wasn't going to pan out how I, how I envisioned it was because like in this, like in this country from the time we're able to understand English, mm -hmm. If you have good parents, they're like, you can be anything. Mm -hmm. You can do anything. Mm -hmm. the, the world is your oyster. Mm -hmm. You want to be an astronaut, be an astronaut. Mm -hmm. You want to be a country music singer, be a country music singer. Be a rock star, actor, actress, whatever. So we're told that as kids. Mm -hmm. And I think I really took that to heart. And especially when I found out in my early 20s that people were rocking with my music. Mm -hmm. like People thought it was actually good. I was like, well, maybe I can do it, you mm -hmm. know, and I'm doing it in the time, doing it in my early twenties when you should, right? right. You should pursue those dreams. And yeah, I put it, you know, I put my art on the internet for all to hear and see and ridicule. And I did get ridiculed. Mm -hmm. I did get criticized. I did get hated on, but I had to push through that. And I did. Mm -hmm. um, Cause I had a lot of people also at the same time saying you're fucking fantastic. Right. So I pushed through all the negative stuff. I had the mindset of like, I can do this. 
And then when I started getting out into my late 20s and realizing that maybe it wasn't going to happen, yeah, it was a little bit of both. It was like a big ego bruise mm-hmm. to me and probably just a reality check. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, life doesn't work the way your parents mm-hmm. said it would when you were a kid. Right, right? which I will say that kind of goes – and that's why maybe I wanted to touch on it is because that goes for everybody. No matter yeah. if you, if you're like, I want to be a badass, oh, yeah. like successful lawyer, and then mm-hmm. you go to law school, and then you get out, and then you're like, you don't like it, or people are like, why would you want to do that, yeah. dude, or whatever? But it can happen no matter what no matter industry, what. real estate. I've, yeah. yeah, but it's different too. Um, but anyways, like pursuing music, especially in such a small town in a small state that is like i couldn't imagine that but it's really cool that you did it and you were like i will say you were good dude like it it, i mean no i wouldn't (laughs) i would not have you on and like be curious about you if i was like yeah i mean he tried and it was a failure right right with that all being said then now so okay so then what did you decide to do so you're 30 then and then so yeah, so I really had to hit the brakes because I was like, well, I don't have a house. Mm-hmm. I don't have a nice car. I don't have any money in a savings account. Mm-hmm. I don't have anything that, like, my other adult peers have. My friends, you know, like, right. they're all taking care of their families, have young kids, or buying their first house, mm-hmm. or, you know, getting in, you know, getting promotions in their job, and starting to get towards a six-figure income or mm-hmm. already past that, you know? And here I am, like, still have all my clothes in my car. Yeah. <laughs> Living out of my car, driving from show to show, playing for a bar tab. Right. And uh, probably doing some illegal stuff to sure. make money at the same yeah. time, too. Yeah, So, also, and so, yeah, so life caught up with me, and I did get in some trouble okay. legally, which also... That's a whole nother ball of wax, okay. but that, that caught up with me too. It okay. made me really have to slow down and evaluate where I was headed with my life. And sure, like I wanted to do music. I wanted to keep doing it and, and appease my fans and be the guy that made it out of Wyoming. Yes. You know? And, uh, but then I just, I, I, I had all this other negative stuff in my life that I had to deal with. And then seeing my, like I said, my friends and peers of the same age, moving on to the next chapters of their lives and so i had to make a decision like okay i have to get through all this negative crap that's going on in my life and then i mean i gotta find a job Mm -hmm. i gotta try to i gotta grow up a little bit and maybe if i find a job where the income is really good i can put that back into music but then it turned out that life doesn't work that way and if you have a job that's paying you really well you're probably spending a lot of time doing it um, in order to be good at yes. it. And then, so that happened. I got into construction a lot. Construction's long, hard hours, you know, and I'm, you know, late 20s going into early yeah. 30s and not really, plus, not really motivated to do it after work. Plus, it was like the social stigma of being a 30-year-old local rapper still. Right. Like, I had always got got heat for being a Wyoming rapper, right. but it was in my early twenties when you're supposed to be a local rapper, right? right? So you that, can take it; it's kind of yeah, part of that's the, part of the that's brand. the nature of the beast, right. right? 
So that never really bothered me. What I've never, but then it, I started to get to be 30, and a lot of people would be like, So what happened to the music career? Right. And they wouldn't be asking me and like a, like trying to be a dick, but like it, it came off to me like, Yeah, oh yeah, I said I was going to be a famous rapper. I didn't. What happened to that, bro? Like you, you right. didn't make it. Like That's told I, you so. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah sure. exactly. Like told mm-hmm. you you shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. And that's how I felt. And so that all of those things combined, not having the adult lifestyle, people being like, oh, you're a 30-year-old hometown rapper still and not having an income of an adult. Mm-hmm. All of those things combined really made me be like, all right, I feel like I need to stop doing this. And so that, as sad as it is to say mm-hmm. and hear, that's just what happened. You yeah. know, I had to grow up and get a real job, and now my real job pays me well, yeah. but I don't have time to do it. Yeah. I don't have time to do music. I have the money. You, but... Yeah, I know. And that, so now you're 35. Yeah. You're living here in Cheyenne. Yeah. You bought a house. You bought your grandma's house. Mm-hmm. That's what you told me yeah. um, when I last saw you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you've got a good gig. You're taking care of yourself. You look yeah. great. Everything like you can just tell you're healthy yeah. and like you're doing what like you've got your head on straight now and everything. And I didn't know you previously. I just kind of knew of you, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe you'd seen you probably at like a show or something. Yeah. Um, well, and like your your boyfriend and like his friends. I was friends with yeah. some of them. So yep. And we, had, we all have like mutual friends mutual and everything. Friends, yeah. Yep. Exactly. Um, but so now like looking back, do you like – do you still want to pursue it at all? Or are you kind of just like, well, that was one part of my chapter. Um, now I'm doing, I'm yeah. just li- living and working. Yeah. Like, I mean, absolutely. I think about it all the time. And even as recently as like a couple weeks ago, actually, well, actually a couple months ago, a guy that I knew from the music world, he actually is a great guitar, great bass guitarist plays for the wonderful band Patty Fiasco. Okay. If you've ever heard of them, they play all over the region. Um, shout out to Niles. He asked me to be on an original track rapping okay. that he wrote, or, you know, orchestrated. And he sent me the beat, and I was super into it. I really wanted to help him out. And I, like, as, even as close as, like, two or three weeks ago, I sat okay. down to write some of it. And I got into it a little bit, and it just didn't sound like it was... It didn't sound cool to me anymore. Yeah. Like back when I used to write songs, I just could not stop writing a song mm. because it would sound like like I would come up with a cool line and it would be like, Yes, yes. That slaps. That's like, yes, yeah. that's genius. Yeah. No one's ever heard that. And now when I do it, it seems like it's a little played out for me mm. and like it's not cool anymore. Like you're forcing it, I'm maybe forcing it, mm. maybe like it and like I don't know if I if I do it, people are just gonna say, "Man, he's still like re- reaching for something. straws yeah, here," you know. Yeah. And so I couldn't force my I couldn't sit down and finish the song, and I ended up having to tell Niles, "Sorry, man, I just I can't. It's just not in me right now." And when I think about doing music now, I really want to, but I don't think it would be. Like rap, it would be rap, mm-hmm. but it would be like a mixture of things, sure. and it definitely wouldn't be the content, the content okay that too. I was speaking about sure. in my early twenties, which totally makes sense. I'm a different person now, right? But when I sit down to do it now, I just don't get that spark. 
I don't get yeah. that spark of ingenuity, you mm-hmm. know, anymore. And I just don't know how to find it either. Yeah. So, Well, <clears throat> I think that, I mean, I did not know that whole yeah. story about mm-hmm. everything. And so, but I do find it interesting and like a lot of, like last week I had Adrian Cruz and Michelle on and they're very entrepreneurial and Cheyenne and I like to talk oh, yeah. to people that have forged their own path mm-hmm. and were mavericks, especially in Wyoming. Yeah. I think, and a lot of my friends have gone off to do, but I also, like I always thought when I was younger, like I'm going to get out of Wyoming and I'm going to do bigger and better things. Like I always had a percep- perspective that Cheyenne, especially no one really ever would like amount to anything. I don't know if you can understand that or oh, like absolutely. you, yeah. whatever, but I always was like, you have to get out of Wyoming and you have to get out of Cheyenne in order to like be important. Mm-hmm. And now I have a totally different perspective on that because people do get out of Cheyenne. They do get out of Wyoming and then they're like, oh, um, we're fine. We have a little technical difficulty. Um, you're good. But anyways, Sorry about you, that. No, you're good. I just had a little mic drop. Um, but anyways, I think that you come to learn as you get older. Mm-hmm. You are relevant and you add value in different ways yeah. than maybe you ever thought you could. So I'm curious if now you're finding a new path with um, how you want to explore or um, expose yourself, like yeah. create creatively yeah if that you know like do you find like you miss music now or do you find that you're like well now i'm doing things creatively differently yeah um no i definitely miss music i definitely miss hip-hop music for sure i definitely and i really miss being on stage in front of people performing that's the main thing i miss um but i play a few instruments so I have a drum set at home, so okay. I stay busy with that, learning new things, and um, I'm always trying to get like drumming gigs just on the spot. Okay, drum for some churches here and mm-hmm. here and there. <laughs> you know, guys whose drummers are sick from time to time, but I definitely miss it. But um, at the same time, yeah, like my my skill set and my personality, and my talents, and lessons that I learned being in an independent artist have definitely helped me in my job mm. career now. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I do sales and customer relations for um, a roofing company here in town. Shout out to Pete's builders, roofing and restoration. Yes. Um, and they send me out to basically just talk to people about our company and get them on our side to work with us. And music's helped me be yes. good at that. You're very yeah. good with people. Thank like you. you're very good. Thank you people person always have been yes yeah i can send and i wonder too if that transferred through your music I did, like yeah. when you said there was a tinge a titch of like you could tell talent was in the yeah. flows or whatever mm-hmm. it's probably your personality coming through Maybe you're very personable so yeah i think um, so yeah somebody said it best once one of my friends actually we were at, we were in dinner in fort collins not even in cheyenne but, and uh at a restaurant and these people just near us just wanted to talk to me and start up a conversation mm-hmm. with me and she was like you kn- you're a guy that knows no strangers you don't know any strangers you just everyone is everybody every time somebody s- just says hi to you 
they'll just start up a full blown conversation with you. Like mm-hmm. you've, you guys have known each other for a year and that happens all the time with every, pretty much everybody I yeah. talk to. I, I really, she said it best. I really don't know any strangers. They yeah, just like and that's, I like to talk to people. Yeah. Yeah. And you're very kind and you're a good listener. I mean, you just have very, you and that can't be taught necessarily. That's something yeah. that's ingrained in yeah, you. Probably. I think so. Yeah. Well, okay. So looking back on your life mm-hmm. and everything and kind of like our theme of our show is notes to our younger self right. or like we talk to people or we talk about topics mm-hmm. that we've learned lessons from and yeah. we wish we could go back and teach ourselves something. So what's one thing you would maybe tell your younger self that you wish you could knowing what you know now? Um, do research because – we have all we're all millennials we've lived in the time of the internet yes and if you have any questions and i wish i would have known this like you know i obviously i had questions like how do i book shows mm-hmm. how do i get myself out there i could have just googled this stuff you know mm-hmm. like marketing strategy marketing you... strategies for an independent artist or i could have you know read other artists stories who are famous now who started out independently yep. and like learned about what they did you, you know? almost didn't know how to be resourceful know. i didn't know how to be resourceful about it right if it was anything else in the world like a job like and i had to figure out i would just google it right how do i do this i would become youtube certified but it was just such a surreal event in my life that like it just it didn't it seemed real but it wasn't at the right. same time and i felt like for me here i was like the pioneer of it mm-hmm. in some ways and i just didn't know i didn't mm-hmm. know that i should just go read about things yeah. on the internet to learn you maybe were just some living stuff. your life i was just living life right yeah and like okay if it works out this is what i'm gonna do to keep it working out if not i'll try something different so it wasn't meant to me yeah, no I and just, i think the internet and everything even still and that's great advice by the way it's all kind of nuanced or it yeah. was at the time now it is more like I mean, I can fucking fix anything pretty much. Yeah. And that, that's not my wheelhouse, yeah. but I can YouTube anything. Mm-hmm. I can Google anything. That was kind of an abstract idea probably like 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. Now it's more normal with like TikTok. Every, mm-hmm. There's anything you want you can find out. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I mean, books have existed for eons yeah. and everything. Mm-hmm. Everyone's had access to a public library. You almost have to learn how to be like – resourceful yeah and that is that is great advice actually mm-hmm. is just to do research yeah yeah and, and yeah that's exactly like i just wasn't it, it was like i would wake up on a day and be like my buddies down in fort collins want me to come down to the studio and work on some new songs and smoke a bunch of weed mm-hmm. like that seems like 100 percent. that's what i'm gonna go do because it's music like it's a path to the yes. music right so this is what i should be doing <laughs> there was no like you didn't have like any like um structure no really. i had no yeah. structure and, and nobody from a pre who had any kind of industry experience being like okay what you need to do first is you need to you know become a legitimate artist under the ascap pro you know right. you need to be a licensed artist right so that you can get paid for your month you know songs and you need to do that you yeah. were just I like just- a Man, wild I hope west. I blow up one day, like yeah. yeah. But that's, I mean, that's, dude, and that's so true. But I think of like a lot of like you were saying, Mac Miller, and um, that's how they did it. That's how one they day, did it. yeah, Mac Miller, they, he just 
And they were the right place at the right time Mm -hmm. and social media and it was all kind of a perfect storm. Yeah. But I don't know. At the end of the day, the universe, God, whatever, has a plan. Yeah. And Mac Miller's life, I mean, it, he, very it did. Tragic. You just never yeah. know where your path is supposed to lead. But really don't. At, I mean, that kind of digressed that <laughs> to a dark place. <laughs> but I will say, like, you never know the fame and the glory and everything. Um, it might not have worked out in your favor of how sure. you wanted it yeah. to. I could or be part whatever. of the 27 Club. Yeah. What, when you die at 27? <laughs> yeah. So, so I don't know. Yeah. The 27 Club is. There's a bunch of famous artists in pretty much every decade. Kurt Cobain. Who, who, Kurt Cobain is one. Janis uh-huh. Joplin is one. Um, oh. A lot of the, I don't know if Mike Morrison is one. I don't know. But they all died at 27. Either through overdose or committing suicide. or You never like, know. So, um, Amy Winehouse, 27 Club. I did not know that. I've never heard of that. Um, wow. Yeah, it's called the 27 Club. But There's several, several. And it is, I mean, they all, like, and you were saying logic, and he, I mean, he's a big proponent now of mental health yeah. because I think he got so mind fucked about yeah. Justin. Anyways, we could go on and on about all these artists. That- yeah, he got super famous, and now he's like, I mean, he still makes music, and he just actually recently put out an album, a new album. So he's mm-hmm. still making mm-hmm. music, but he's like a social recluse because because of the industry and like fame exactly and, and all that. So you just jazz. never know like who's looking out for you, and yeah. you never know what's down the corner, but um. Oh man, Anyways. and then so yeah, well, and back to my story, just one more yes. interjection. I thought I was gonna get famous the night that I dropped hometown music video, right? And right. we watched all the views go up right. in my body. And then I also thought that I was gonna get famous the day that um Afro Man finally put our song out together. Yes. So I recorded like somewhere along my journey, I think I was like twenty four or twenty five, I had opened up a bunch of shows for Afro Man, like four or five or six shows. Every, he liked me so much, and he liked the Wyoming crowd that yes, I brought. Yes, I saw him in Laramie. Yeah, yeah, and I opened that one up. Yeah. So after like the first one, first time doing it, he was like, "Dude, anytime I come around here, I'm calling you, and you're gonna open up my show." And I was like, "Sweet." So we ended up doing like five or six shows. Around the third or fourth show, it was like pretty much after the Laramie one, we met in Fort Collins, and he sent me a song that he had. Where he wanted to do a version of like Colt Forty the song yes. Colt Forty Five, where he's like talking about the girls from different states yes. and countries and stuff. He wanted to do that about all the states he was touring in, and one of the states was Wyoming. So yeah. he wanted to do a Wyoming Colt Forty Five version song where he talks about the cities in Wyoming and like sure. says funny stuff about it. And he wanted me to be on it because I was Wyoming. So he sent me the song. It was all recorded. It had his part. It had the verse and the hooks on there. It was funny. It was awesome. I recorded my part, sent it back to him. He was like, this is legit. This is what I was looking for. Perfect. And then the song never came out. Oh. And for like three three or almost four years went by. I never heard from Afro Man. He never uh-huh. really called me to do a show. I don't know if he ever came back around here or what. And then one day I get, I'm on, I get a Facebook message from DJ Nike. Shout out DJ Nike uh from casper okay and he runs the kiss fm i don't know if it's like the blog or if he's a radio personality on there or what um kiss fm and casper he he wrote me a message and sent me the article that he had wrote through kiss fm talking about this new afro man song that a wyoming local rapper was on and i had no idea he sent me the article he was like dude this is a great song he was like your verse is almost better than afro man's that's so funny And i was like what are you talking about 
And he was like, he sent me the link, and there it was. Sure enough, it had like forty thousand views in a day in the first day. Wow! And uh, I thought I was gonna be <laughs> here. I go. You never know. I was like, yes, it's gonna happen. I'm gonna get famous via Afro Man for featuring on his song. But that didn't happen. Well, really, but. well I have the song. Though, you so. have the song. <laughs> and yeah, I have the memory. You're on a show. Well, dude, you got. I mean, you bumped elbows. You yeah. were in all the rooms with everybody, mm-hmm. and. Oh, yeah. Um, it never transpired how you wanted it to, but I mean, you're here in Cheyenne, you're working. Um, I don't know. It's interesting how yeah. everything comes full circle and, right. um, I appreciate you taking time today to talk. I think your story is so interesting. I mean, <laughs> like, like going back to like Ian Munsick and all these, it can happen. And there, I think he yeah. has a guy on his anyways, maybe from Buffalo rapper, but either way, Wyoming is it just takes time. It takes time and time and time. Yeah, and there is a rapper from Wyoming now, currently. Yes. Who's like probably got more fame and clout than any of yes. us ever did now. It's I can't remember his name. He's Me from neither. Buffalo, I think. Yeah. But yeah. He's anyway, got a new boot the song New Boot Goofin'. That's who it is. I it's Jiggy. So I J- yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, guys, um, if you wanna check out uh Alfred on social media, it what's your Instagram handle? Um, shoot, I don't even know. At That's this okay, one. I don't know. Y underscore O underscore official on Instagram. And then if you just search Y hyphen O, like the letters, like she said, the letter Y hyphen O on Spotify, you can listen into my music okay. and my albums. Yeah. And will you ever come out with anything? <sighs> I so want to. Mm-hmm. It's always in the back of my mind. And I mean, I have the avenues, you know, old re- recording. Mm-hmm studios and and buddies who do that who i could do it with no problem it's just i need to find the spark again that's what i so let it happen organically if any of you out there listening or our fans or knew me when i was doing music if you have some encouraging words message me on my socials and help me find the spark again and do you like when people greet you as a yo or do you prefer alfred no, I no, I, I love it. I used to love it, and like nobody even really knew my my name. Like you said, nobody I know, knew my I'd real still name. Call you Y-O. Everybody would call me Y O, and uh, yeah, people call mm-hmm. me Y O still. I like it. It makes me yeah. feel like my music really did have like a like a lasting impact in this Vincent? town and state. Like I mean, there were real fans. You know, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, their kids grew up listening to yeah. it. We so all did. It feels good. Yeah. Well, love it, dude. Well, thank you so much. And um, thank you for having me. Yeah. Good words of wisdom there. So, (laughs) all right, guys. Well, um, we'll talk to you next week with our next guest. And thank you for listening.